Good morning, George. Hey, good morning, Ethan. How are you today? I'm outstanding. Welcome, everyone, to Coffee with George and Phil. On the first and third Saturday of every month, we show up to help you get from where you are to where you want to be, whether that's personally or professionally. Maybe you're in a job transition. Maybe you're looking to pivot your career or engage the team at the job you already have. Uh, Either way, uh, we're your hosts, George Murray and Ethan Connor. I'm filling in for Phil during his absence. We're glad you can meet us early this Saturday morning. We do encourage questions in the chat, and we'll try to answer as many as time allows us. Hey, so we want to thank our viewers who are getting up so early if they're watching this on live, uh, LinkedIn Live, Facebook Live, or YouTube Live. If you're watching this on a pre-recorded for the YouTube Live or also on one of our podcasts, just hit the subscribe button and you'll get notified for upcoming shows. Mental health encompasses emotional, psychological, and social well-being. A recent Harvard Business Review stated that in 2020, mental health support went from being uh, nice to have to being a true business imperative. Fast forward to 2021, and the stakes have been raised even higher thanks to a greater awareness of the workplace factors that can contribute to poor mental health, as well as heightened urgency around its intersections with DEI. What are business leaders to do? Well, before we start, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Global HR Research. Uh, they are uh, better by every measure, as highlighted by their three pillars, better data, better technology, and better teams. They're 100% U.S.-based, and their team is committed to customer excellence. And one of the things that we want to reiterate is, is that, especially with the challenges that are business, Global Human Resource Research can also help you with your whole onboarding process. So thank you, GHRR, for supporting us. Now, George, uh, tell me a little bit about this uh, Second Share podcast that, you've, that you're working on and uh, maybe about your new book, too. Yeah, um, you know, well, as you know, I'm connected to a few folks. And what I looked at uh, when I was writing my book, I realized how many connections I had with other chief operating officers and um, just kind of came up with, a, you know, hey, what do we talk about? Maybe just two topics for each chief operating officer and go deep into those questions. So this podcast is not live. It's not videoed. It's streaming straight off of podcast platforms like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon, and Apple. And the most recent one, which was the first, we had Tom Pettit, who was the chief operating officer of Generac Power Systems. They've gone through some tremendous growth through the last couple of years in the post-pandemic. We talked about leadership, what companies are looking for in leaders, as well as what employees are looking for in those leaders. And then we also talked about topics like quiet quitting. And so really excited. We actually, next week, we have Chris West of Winnebago. Uh, We'll be talking about some hot topics there as well. And you can check out one of those uh, podcast platforms for the shows. And the book, well, uh, yeah, the book is actually doing a lot better than I ex- the first one it did. Um, getting calls and questions as far as multiple book sales, as well as speaking on the topics, whether it's helping ignite their workforce, um, maybe reengaging their team because they're coming back to the work office, but most importantly, helping companies and business owners on retaining their talent. All right, well, let's get into our main topic today. Uh, we'd like to welcome to the show. Uh, Elizabeth Fleming. Uh, she's a doctor of psychology and a business psychologist at Ascend Thailand Strategies. Elizabeth, welcome. Thank you so much for having me this morning. I'm excited to be here with both of you. 
and with all the listeners, of course. Yeah. So uh, let me see here. I'm a little bit off here this morning. That's not unusual. You know, so, it's um, a normal thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe I'm feeling some mental stress. Maybe I need sure. some help here. <laughs> but, uh, Elizabeth, um, so given the past few years um, where we've seen in the workplace as it relates to mental health mm -hmm. and what should leaders look out for right now to make sure that they can turn around and hopefully reduce the stress and all the other issues that we're talking about with quiet quitting and quiet firing mm -hmm. and everything, we can go on and on. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I, for me, I think, um, I think it's normalizing that mental health exists. We all have mental health. Um, and I hope that if anyone leaves this podcast with anything, it's no, it's knowing that, um, it exists on a spectrum, you know, it, it just is really the level to which it is impacting, you know, our daily life. And I think, you know, given these past few years, you know, we've, we've begun to see it in a different light, um, we've normalized it. People feel more comfortable talking about mental health. And therefore, it appears um, that, you know, there's been increases. Um, I think leaders really just need to look out for their for their people. Um, they need to kind of be with them um, when they are struggling. You know, when the kids are running in the background or the dog is barking, you know, just normalizing that, hey, yeah, that causes anxiety for people, even if it doesn't for the people across the camera. So, so how is uh, how is COVID and, and sort of the pandemic and, and all the different changes to uh, to our work, our professional lives? How has that contributed to the mental health uh, and some of the mental health issues that you deal with when you're when you're working? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think this is a it's a, a complex issue. Um, you know, we've all been through this really incredibly challenging time. You know, for those of us who are more extroverted, it's it's been hard. We've been at home. We've been stuck in this place you know, really not able to connect as we're, as we're used to. But I will say that I think it's complex because it's really caused each of us to look inside and admit that there is some struggle happening. So I can tell you that I'm somebody who deals with what I like to call high functioning anxiety. I'm guessing there's some listeners on here who maybe know what I'm talking about. Um, you know, the, the experience of anxiety that I felt in the office is a lot different than it is today. Again, you know, I'm worried about my kids being in the background. Um, you know, I'm, I'm worried about, well, gosh, there was a long pause on that call. What are they thinking about me? Do they agree? Do they not? Um, and rather than being able to walk across the, the hall and just simply ask that question, I have to be really intentional um, about, about reaching out to people. Um, and I think that for me, um, that has that's what I've been seeing is people struggling to figure out that balance of intentionality and how how do I show up for the people around me? Hey, Elizabeth, you do a lot of consulting and coaching with executives and business business owners now. Yeah. How are what are you looking as far as helping them prepare to cope with increased mental issues and about the leaders themselves? Mm -hmm. Have you seen leaders actually have those and how are they adjusting? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think that um, in a lot of ways, leaders maybe were, were definitely impacted in a different way. Um, but again, going back to that kind of high functioning anxiety, you know, it, it for a lot of for a lot of people, it's very helpful. Um, so you're able to get things done. You're more productive. Um, and because things had to shift so rapidly, um, it all of a sudden caused, well, what do I do now? I'm used to the status quo. I'm used to what we used, you know, we were doing. But what what comes next? Um, and so 
uh, yeah. So I, I, I do think that, you know, it, it really goes beyond, you know, asking someone how you're doing today. You know, I think that question is incredibly helpful, um, you know, to say, hey, George, how, how are you doing today? But it's awfully open ended and it kind of leaves the other person wondering, well, how honest should I really be? You know, is this the end of my career? Is this yeah. the end of my job? <laughs> um, so being more intentional and showing that you care um, and saying, you know, hey, I've struggled in the past, too. And I've noticed that you seem really overwhelmed when you're working on your project. You know, what's been going on? What's changed? That's a, a much um, better way of getting that information out. Um, and then being able to, as a leader, adjust based on what their response is. So it's really about flexibility. Uh, so we mentioned it kind of in our introduction, uh, this, this article from Harvard Business Review, and I want to refer back to it again. Uh, we said that earlier, more employees are leaving their jobs for mental health reasons. Uh, 68% of millennials, 81% of Gen Z. So how important is it for a company that they, uh, how, I guess, how important is company culture um, and what can leaders and businesses do starting on this Monday uh, to work on that and to make uh, essentially their company a better environment for people with mental health issues? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, company culture, I, I believe, is is one of the, the biggest factors in in what happens next. Right. Um, so, you know, someone comes and says, hey, I'm really struggling with this thing. I'm feeling really down. What happens next? Um, if they're if they fear that it is, again, the end of their job or the end of their career, they're not going to say anything. Why would you? I don't think any of us would. Right. Um, but if we can create a psychologically safe space for people to share what's happening for them in their day to day um, by, again, caring about each other at all levels. I know I've worked with organizations where it's not abnormal for a direct report to say, hey, boss, I, you know, something seems to be going on. What's going on? You know, what's happening? Um, and, and being able to have those relationships, you know, we, we create this this place um, where we can give feedback to one another directly. I've noticed your productivity is, is, is dragging a little bit. Let's talk about what's going on. But really the important key step for businesses and leaders to do is to be with the person in that moment. Don't just call it out and say, hey, things are really, ha you know, you're having a really hard time or, you know, I'm not noticing that your numbers are as high as they could be. Um, but be with them in that moment. How can I help you? What is it that you need today? Is it that you need to go to a four-day work week? There's a lot of research out there that four-day work weeks are better for productivity. Um, I know it's not our usual. We're used to working a, a five-day work week, nine to five or eight to five. Um, but if we're, you know, but four-day work weeks really prioritize wellness, right? It's baked into your into your schedule. You don't have to ask um, if you're having having a tough day. You know, that goes right into my next question as we kind of tear off that last response is, is, you know, there's a there's a well-known snippet out there from Simon Sinek. You know, he said, you know, there's two different types. There's this manager that goes in and says your 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 um, your numbers are down. Right. And if your numbers don't get up, then um, we're going to have to look at something different. Right. As right. opposed to the leader goes in and says, hey, you know, your numbers are down. Are you OK? Right. right. And so my question is to that point. What are some of the signs that leaders or business owners are maybe overlooking or should be looking for when they see these issues? And then more importantly, what should they do? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think there's the ones that we all kind of we all probably know about, you know, again, changes in productivity or numbers and all of that. But 
it goes so much um, beyond that. You know, I, I can say that, you know, I've worked with companies who or with with candidates um, or, you know, or I guess just people who work at the companies that I work with um, who they say, gosh, this person just used to be really social and and wanting to be with people. And they're just pulling back. You know, they're just they're they're not really doing the same things. Um, so I think that's that's definitely something to to look out for kind of changes in behavior. You know, if there's someone who is, um, you know, pretty known for speaking up and, and giving their opinion, but all of a sudden they're not, that's a pretty good indication that something's happening, whether it's mental health or not. It's something to explore. Um, you know, and I think, too, that if you're noticing and, it's, and this, I will be honest, this can be hard to hard to identify. But, you know, are they eating? Are they sleeping? Do they show up, you know, not you know, not looking nice like they knew they normally would. You know, those are indications that something might be going on and, and it doesn't hurt to ask. Um, but being careful not to shame in the process. Hmm. Just kind of going off. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah. Kind of going off of that, uh, Elizabeth, uh, what are some resources that employers can provide uh, to, you know, you're, you mentioned company culture being very important. What are some resources that can really help uh, it be a better environment for employees? Absolutely. You know, I think a lot of companies um, out there, um, especially larger mid-sized companies, have employee assistance programs available. Um, I don't know that it's a resource that's always talked about. Um, I've onboarded in some pretty large companies and we, always, we haven't always talked about it. Um, but knowing that that is an option, it is confidential. Um, and for those who don't know what EAP is, you know, it's really about being able to um, so here's the thing. My kid is in the room. Apologies. Now I'm feeling anxious. Um, and oh, you're moment. fine. How are you doing? <laughs> Can we ask him a question about stress? I mean, he's probably be able to answer it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for the, you know, flexibility. Um, but no, you know, so employee assistance programs are out there. They're confidential. It's being able to speak with a, with a therapist or um, you know, someone, someone who's licensed. Um, but again, that information does not go back to the, the company. Um, and so I, that is definitely one resource that's out there. Um, I will say that I've worked for places that create very strict boundaries around time. So they, you know, and I, and I talked to, to a lot of my clients about this too, you know, is it possible to say, hey, we can only schedule meetings between nine and noon, and then again, from one to three. So 12 to one, you are, you know, it is lunchtime, it is go to the gym, whatever it is that you need to do. Um, and so being able to help create those boundaries um, can be incredibly helpful because sometimes it's hard for us to create them for ourselves. Spaghetti. Spaghetti still on my arm. Okay. <laughs> so you know, this, this reminds me of when we were just talking about where the little kid comes in on yes. the interview of the individual that's begun to go all the way across the all the social media platforms and the mom's yeah. trying to drag the kids out of the room. Maybe we'll go viral. We never know, right? Oh hey, that would be great, right? <laughs> hey, so one of the things I want to know is, as a leader, what am I, if I'm feeling mental issues or health issues, what should I do, right? Because again, the leader's got to not only keep the energy of themselves, but they got to be a coach and energy for their teams. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think that a lot of those same, you know, those same resources are available to leaders, you know, whether it's an EAP program, um, you know, leaders have leaders. Um, if they are the, the top of the chain, so to speak, you know, they have mentors, right? They have people right. that they, they can talk to. And, and I think that those, those pieces are incredibly important. 
Um, and again, you know, I think it's it's a lot about just normalizing that mental health exists and, and really just being able to get out there and, and seek help. You know, if it is something that you think, I don't think I can do this on my own, you know, talk to a doctor, talk to a psychologist or a therapist and and get out there. There's there's people out there wanting to help. Um, and, and if that doesn't feel right for you, that's OK, too. You know, um, it's it's really just being able to kind of look inside and figure out what it is that you want. But also, you know, of course, just knowing that together it gets better, you know, so if we can be together um, through through those through those issues, they're going to have a, a much better experience. So. All right. Well, just to conclude, um, Elizabeth, is there anything that we didn't ask about uh, today um, that you think our viewers should know or anything you'd like to share that isn't really related to any of our questions? Or maybe it is if you've got a question you want to revisit and go add something to. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I was um, George and I were talking um, before the show a little bit about uh, a little bit about this topic and also about this idea of alignment, you know, and and I think that is a, a piece that I, I'd like to throw in because I, I think what we've seen um, is it's absolutely related to mental health, um, but it's also that people are, after this pandemic, they were challenged to look at things in a way that they never have been, never have had to before, right? And because of that, I think that we are seeking to understand what do we value, right? And based on what we value, what do we do next? You know, um, I can, can say for myself that this was a changing career for me. I was a clinical psychologist working as a, as a therapist um, with individual clients and families. Um, and I looked really, looked deep inside and said, what do I value? What is important to me and what impact do I want to make? Um, and so I, I will say that I, I think that is a, a piece that I would encourage people to take a look at and, and don't be afraid to take those risks because the payoff um, can be pretty profound. Um, even if it's not, you know, it, it may mean, you know, a, a side, a, a step sideways, maybe down, but at the same time, how, what if you felt better in your personal life, in your family life, um, and in your professional life? So. Hey, Elizabeth, we have one question from Layla Erickson. She says, how do you handle customers with mental health issues? <laughs> yes. Oh goodness. That is a great, a great question. Um, Honestly, I respond with very similar techniques, um, asking, you know, how are you doing? How's it going? Um, you know, if there are concerns, I, you know, I, if there are concerns that are that I that they're not able to do their job and my role is to provide that information to the company, um, I would never say to somebody, gosh, I think this person just is really anxious and can't do the job. But I would talk about it in a different way. This would be some things to look out for. Um, these are some things that you might want to do, um, some supports to put in place to help this person be successful and really talking about it in, in that way versus blaming mental health, um, if that answers the question, I hope. <laughs> oh, thank you. Absolutely. Well, Elizabeth, thank you. As we said, the show goes fast, but uh, coming on the show and listen, talking to our listeners about a really relevant topic right now, I mean, it seems like every other day, if not every day, there are mental health discussions going on in podcasts, et cetera. I mean, probably could talk about another couple hours, but uh, we will make sure that we give people your contact information. If business owners and leaders are struggling in any type of career challenge and change or shift, they can reach out to Elizabeth. Please do. Yeah. Thank you so much again for, for having me. This was a really great morning and, and thanks for letting my son Cade join as well. Yeah, that was awesome. Maybe we'll be viral. We never know, yeah. right? Let's see. Let's try to make it viral. <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks.
Wow. We want to first thank Elizabeth uh, for joining our show. Um, Elizabeth is now in a new role. I think this is actually her first week in the new role um, that's helping businesses as well as leaders. And she was just out in Oregon for the whole week uh, helping businesses and kicking off uh, mental health. And so uh, you want to know more, you can reach out to Elizabeth both either on the email or the LinkedIn profile. I highly suggest it if you need any support in your business today. All right, our next uh, our next show here is going to be on November 5th, uh, where we talk about career pivots and the question of, am I too old for a career pivot? So please join us then. Until then, we want to wish our viewers a great weekend and wake ahead and remember to achieve forward. And get better.